The hay is in the barn, and my Buffalo Bills-specific 2023 NFL draft board is set. We're diving into that today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bills Mafia, it's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and of course, a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are, those of you who never miss a single show. I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Also, please be sure to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, I'm very excited. I've evaluated all the prospects that I'm going to evaluate. The board has been stacked, and we're talking about it here today on the show. Also, a big reminder to you that on Tuesday, April 25th, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I am going live on the Locked On Bills YouTube channel and doing mock draft simulations. We're going to do seven-round mock drafts using different mock draft simulators from across the internet. We're going to talk through them and have some fun. And I also want to engage with you. I want to answer your questions live and have a good time here on Tuesday evening. Again, April 25th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Locked On Bills YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed. Come on by, have some fun, ask some questions, yell at me for picks you don't like, all this stuff. Let's do it. All right. So speaking of let's do it, let's do it in terms of the conversation with the Buffalo Bills specific draft board that I've created. And I really want to focus in on the horizontal draft board. And so maybe you've never seen a horizontal draft board. I think it's the best possible draft board. If you just give me a list of players, great. It's just a list of players. This makes it a little bit more real. And so if you're on the YouTube channel, I'm going to share it with you right now. So you'll be able to see it visually on the screen. If you're not watching on YouTube, I'll do my very best to describe what everyone else is looking at. So here we go. I got to push some buttons here. Not a great tech guy, so we'll see how this goes. And there it is. There's the Bill-specific draft board, horizontal draft board that I've been working on. And so what you'll see here on this horizontal draft board is, first of all, the title, Joe Marino's 2023 Buffalo Bill-specific NFL draft horizontal board. And again, the criteria to be ranked on this is two things. First of all, any player that I would personally draft in the first three rounds for the Buffalo Bills and all of the confirmed pre-draft visitors to the Buffalo Bills. They are also on here, and they are designated because their names show up in italics on this board. And there's some players that the Bills had in for pre-draft visits that I would not draft, uh, but they're all on here uh, for everyone's reference. And so what you'll see here is. Each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, every position is listed on here vertically. And then you'll see there's buckets, there's tiers. The top half of round one, the back half of of round one, the second round, the third round, early day three, late day three. And so what I've done here is I've put each prospect into a bucket, one of those I guess it's one, two, three, four, five, six buckets, either top half of round one, back half of round one, 
second round, third round, early day three, late day three. And every single prospect is in there. And what this provides is what I think is a very good visual representation of talent cliffs. So you can really see where the concentration of talent is in the draft. And that's very important for you to be aware of. That's how you really maximize value with your selections and you do so while filling needs. And so I think this just paints a really good picture of that visual of where the talent concentration is and specifically at what position. And the reason I like this and prefer this to a vertical board, which is just a list of players, right? One through however many is a vertical board to me is very misleading where I can have players that are very similarly graded, but they could be separated by 15 spots. And it's not, it, you're splitting hairs. You're splitting hairs at that, that point. They have a similar grade. I'm sorry that they showed up in a different order. And I want to focus in on this horizontal presentation of the draft board. All right. So let's now kind of dive into the buckets here. We'll start with kind of those first round guys. Then in the second segment, we'll focus on day two. Then in the last segment, we'll focus on day three. But also in that last segment, I'm really going to talk to those talent cliffs and how I think those talent cliffs should dictate the decisions that Brandon Bean makes Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So when it comes to that first bucket, top half of the the first round, these are players that I really, really like. Really like. However, I don't really think they are in play for the Buffalo Bills, who are scheduled to pick at number 27 overall. So in that first bucket, let me I do need to clarify one more thing here. I don't have any quarterbacks graded. And I only have one cornerback grade, and that's Deontay Banks. And the only reason I graded him is because the Bills had him in for a pre-draft visit. I don't think the Bills should draft a quarterback or a cornerback in the first three rounds. And so that's why you don't really see much in those buckets. All right. So now that I've got all my disclaimers and explanations out of the way, we could talk about these first-round players. And again, the top half of round one, these are the 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 best talent in this draft, in my opinion. You have running back B. John Robinson from Texas, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, two offensive tackles, Broderick Jones from Georgia, Paris Johnson from Ohio State, Peter Skaronsky, who I have labeled as an interior offensive lineman out of Northwestern, three edge rushers. I love all three of these. I bet you they're all top 10 picks. Will Anderson, Alabama, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech, Nolan Smith out of Georgia, and then Jalen Carter at defensive tackle. No linebackers, no cornerbacks, no safeties. Those are the top premier talent in this draft, according to how I see it, through the lens of the Buffalo Bills. If any one of those players is on the board, I don't care who it is, you sprint to the podium and you draft them. However, I think it's highly unlikely that any of them are there. But that's just how I perceive that bucket. And yes, if B. John Robinson's on the board, you turn in the card, you don't think twice about it. We've had this conversation. Now, in the back half of round one, we're probably looking at the most likely players that will be available for the Buffalo Bills. And the good news here is that if you look at these first two buckets, which are both first-round buckets, there's 22 players. 22 players, that's pretty good, especially considering I don't have any quarterbacks, I don't have any cornerbacks. And before the Bills pick at 27, I would expect four quarterbacks to be off the board, and I'd expect at least three cornerbacks off the board. So 
courtesy of math, the Bills will be able to draft one of these players that I have listed in the top half of round one or the back half of round one. That's good news because I would be happy with any of these players. I alluded to this on the podcast yesterday. There are so many different football players that the Bills could draft at number 27 that I would be fully satisfied with. And so literally any player here in the first round bucket, you will have no gripes from me if they were the Buffalo Bills selection. And again, there's 22 of those players, and that's not accounting for the inevitable four cornerbacks, excuse me, quarterbacks, four quarterbacks, and three at least cornerbacks. So in that back half of round one bucket, Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College, who I think would be a phenomenal pick for the Bills, really exactly the type of receiver I think the Bills need for this offense. No quarterbacks or running backs. Three tight ends, Darnell Washington, Georgia, Dalton Kincaid, Utah, Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. A couple of offensive tackles, Matthew Bergeron, Syracuse. That's a player I love. I might be a little higher on, on him than most people, but watch the tape. Look at the makeup of the guy. He can play. And then Darnell Wright out of Tennessee also in this bucket. No interior offensive lineman. Got a couple of edge rushers, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, Miles Murphy from Clemson. We got a nice sampling of defensive tackles, Mozzie Smith, Michigan, Brian Brzee, Clemson, Keanu Benton, Wisconsin. Yes, I put him in here. Love him. I think he's a great football player. I think he'd be a great pick. Would not be mad about him at 27. And out of Northwestern, Ade Adeboare, the crazy athletic defensive lineman. And then one linebacker, Jack Campbell, Iowa. That's probably the name we've we've talked more about Jack Campbell than any player in the, over the last month on this podcast. No corners, no safeties. So I hope that of the names I've just mentioned, that I just said the name of the Buffalo Bills first-round pick, because if it is, I'll be really happy. I think they will get good value. They'll get a player that I think is worth the selection, which obviously means great value. But it's just the, the premier talent in the draft. This is the guys that I feel the most comfortable with investing a first-round pick in if I'm the Buffalo Bills. So that is that premier bucket of players. And look, I've done many scouting reports on every single one of them. So if you're looking for a little bit more analysis on the prospects, go back and listen to the positional primer that I did for those respective positions. You can get a little mini scouting report on the players. But the good news here is that that premier bucket worth of players, or the premier buckets, if you will, first uh, top half of round one, back half of round one, it is full enough for me to feel good about the Bills getting a player I'll be comfortable with at pick 27, as long as it's one of the players that I just mentioned. All right, so in just a moment here, we're going to get into the day two grades that I have for the Buffalo Bills. That's coming up in the next segment. But first, this podcast today is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I was actually just talking with my 18-year-old niece the other day about how differently I perceive things at her age compared to 25, 30, 35 years old. It's this constant evolution in the way that you process things. And look, therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. You can discover your potential 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. All right, so we're back, and we're talking about the day two players. Second round, third round. Players in that bucket that I really like for the Buffalo Bills. And you'll see it's another healthy bucket. We've got a good amount of players here uh, to to mention. In fact, there are 37 players with second or third round grades. So second round is 24, and third round is 13. So working through this at running back, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, he was a 30 visit for the Buffalo Bills. Did his film, came away really impressed with the skill set. If the Bills didn't already have a pretty stable top three and the Bills needed somebody, I'd be really pounding the table for Zach Charbonnet. At wide receiver, you got several options here. And if you'll notice, we didn't have a ton of options that I loved at wide receiver in the first round. Only two. Well, in the second round, I have Jordan Addison from USC, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, Josh Downs from North Carolina pretty healthy second-round bucket of wide receivers. At tight end, you got another trio of guys here, and Tucker Kraft out of South Dakota State, Sam Laporta out of Iowa, and Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. One offensive tackle in Dewan Jones from Ohio State. A nice chunk of interior offensive lineman, Steve Avila, TCU, Joe Tittman, Wisconsin, Cody Mock, North Dakota State, Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Another big chunk of edge rushers. That'll be a theme here, I think, in every tier. There's plenty of edge rushers that I like. Keon White out of Georgia Tech, BJ Ojolari, LSU, Felix Anudiki, Uzoma out of Kansas State, Isaiah Foskey, Notre Dame, Will McDonald, Iowa State. And then a defensive tackle, Gervin Dexter out of Florida, Kalijah Kansi Pitt, Drew Sanders, linebacker, Arkansas, Deontay Banks, corner from Maryland, and Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. A really good amount of players here in that second round range that at least one of them will be there for the Bills at 59. Again, math is on the Bills' side here because in that those first three buckets, I have 46 players. And again, that's not accounting for any cornerbacks or safe, or excuse me, any cornerbacks or quarterbacks. And then there's other players that are going to get drafted that I just don't value in that range for the Bills that aren't scheme fits like Trenton Simpson from Clemson. I've never talked about him on this podcast because I wouldn't draft him in the first three rounds. Folks, I got a feeling he's going in the first three rounds. And so, again, math is on the Bills' side here where I think there will be appropriate value for a player that will make sense for them. Moving on to that third-round bucket. No quarterbacks, no running backs. We've got some receivers. Quinton Johnson, TCU, you're probably like, whoa, Joe, Quinton Johnson, he's going to go in the first round. Maybe so. I wouldn't pick him there. This is about the way I perceive these players. Quinton Johnson is a talented prospect that I'd let somebody else figure out if he can play. That wouldn't be a decision I would make. Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Jaden Reed, Michigan State. Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. Now, here's something pretty cool. Because I grade players the same way year over year, I can compare grades. And so looking at these wide receivers, I had a 78.5 numerical grade on Khalil Shakir coming out last year, which would slot him just ahead of Josh Downs in my wide receiver rankings. 
So he would be my wide receiver one, two, three, four, five. Uh, excuse me, one, two, three, four, five, six. He'd be my wide receiver seven this year. So if that tells you a little bit about maybe why I don't feel the same level of urgency as I think a lot of people do about wide receiver, is that I have a really talented player entering his second season that already has a year of experience under his belt with this offense that I'm ready to give a more sizable workload to. And so I think that's an important thing for us to distinguish here. So that wide receiver bucket in the third round is pretty full. Tight end, we have Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan. Offensive tackle, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. I, I imagine he'll go a little higher than where I have him slotted. Same thing with John Michael Schmitz, an interior offensive line out of Minnesota. We got a bunch more edge rushers, Derek Hall, Auburn, Zach Harrison, Ohio State, Yaya Diaby, Louisville, Tuli, Tui Pelotu, USC, and Byron Young out of Tennessee. No defensive tackles, no linebackers, no corners. One safety, Quan Martin out of Illinois. And so here's the deal. If the Bills' first three picks are some combination of three players here in these these buckets, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to sit here and marry myself to they got to get Jack Campbell in the first round, and the second round they have to get Gervin Dexter, and in the third round they have to get Jaden Reed. That's just not how I'm going to measure success. Get appropriate value. Get yourself three of these players in the first three rounds, and you will have some really nice building blocks, some really nice young players to move forward with, at least how I perceive the talent in this class. And so in just a moment, we're going to focus in on two very important pieces of the conversation, the day three picks and and some of my ideas for day three, as well as I want to get into a little bit more on the talent cliffs in the coming draft, which I think are very, very important to distinguish. But first, need to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So maybe you want to pick... Pete Alonso to hit a home run or for a pitcher to go over in strikeouts. You can build a single game parlay with your favorite matchup of the day. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel official sports betting partner of major league baseball. All right. So let's talk about the day three buckets and talent cliffs and some of my ideas for day three. So you'll notice that all of the players populated in the early day three bucket and the late day three bucket are players the Bills had in for a pre-draft visit because I only went through and scouted and evaluated players that I would personally draft in the first three rounds. Um, That had a lot to do with my transition. As you know, I resigned my position at the draft network, which came at a very odd time in this process. And, um, put me in a position where I I had to be mindful of the workload that I committed to for uh, scouting players for the draft. But I think next year it'll look a little bit differently. We'll get a little bit more robust with this. Uh, But for this year, those circumstances kind of put us into this spot. Um, And so real quick, I want to identify these players and then talk about day three ideas and then uh, some of these talent cliffs. Uh, So uh, early day three players in that bucket, running back Kendra Miller out of TCU. Wide receiver Tank Dell, Houston. 
Defensive tackle Zach Pickens from South Carolina. Uh, Marte Mapu, linebacker Sacramento State, and then safety Jordan Battle from Alabama. Then late day three, Justin Shorter out of Florida, wide receiver, and defensive tackle Jacqueline Roy out of LSU. And so that would conclude the the horizontal board that we've talked about. But I'm going to keep it up on the screen because we're going to kind of work through some more things here. Uh, So with the Bills' day three picks, I think what's really important for the Bills with these selections, the Bills only have six selections, so one of the first three rounds and then three day three picks as it stands. Maybe the Bills will move around a little bit and and acquire some additional picks. Who knows what's going to happen there, but uh, they don't have a ton of draft capital to work with. And that's why I think it's really important for the players that Brandon Bean picks on day three is for roster ability to be a big part of the uh, reason why he would select a player. We've seen the Bills lose some players, and not that they're going on and doing meaningful things, but losing draft picks that they couldn't roster, put on the practice squad, and some other team signed them. So whether that's Jake Fromm, again, who cares? Uh, but Rashad Wild Goose, uh, Jack Anderson, these are draft picks that the Bills couldn't roster, had to put on the practice squad, and got plucked. I mean, even, I know it was like three years into his career, but Isaiah Hodgins, the Bills... Um, didn't roster him and lost him. And you hate to see that because it looks like he's going to be a meaningful player for the New York Giants. Um, and so roster ability comes into play heavily for me with what the Bills should do in day three. And so I think roster ability, when I consider where where is there room on the Bills roster to keep a player, I think there's a, certainly a spot at wide receiver, maybe two. I think you got a tight end. The Bills are going to roster a tight end that's not on the team right now. I think they'll roster one offensive lineman that's not on the team right now, and if somebody good came in, they could roster two to kind of push somebody off. I think they can roster one more running back. They can certainly roster a linebacker. Things get a little bit tight at corner and safety, but certainly you're always mindful of injuries. And then at edge, if Von Miller starts the year on the pup list, like I anticipate he will, um, they'll have a, a spot there. And then you know, defensive tackle, like I've talked about, short and long-term concerns here, uh, where short-term, I don't know how good Tim Settle is. I, I don't know how much I can trust Jordan Phillips. And so I certainly think there's a room to roster uh, a defensive tackle. Um, so that's something that I'm certainly mindful of. And, and whatever the Bills do in the first three rounds will dictate that. So if the Bills draft a defensive tackle in the first three rounds, they shouldn't probably draft another one because I don't know that they can roster two uh, unless there's injuries, which you're, you kind of have to count on there being injuries, right? Nobody's ever healthy all the time. Uh, So that's something that's heavily on my mind. But what I want to focus in on the rest of the way here is these talent cliffs that I've talked about. Um, And again, this horizontal draft board, I think, is a great visual to how we can really see these talent cliffs. Um, And if you'll notice some of my big takeaways, or maybe you notice these and you'll have the same takeaways, but the first thing that I would say is that the linebackers are very limited. I only have two players here listed Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders. That makes sense to me. So if the bills really are serious about drafting a linebacker, they better do it because I don't think there's a whole lot of options. And maybe they drafted Terrell Bernard for this exact moment and they got ahead of it and we just have to accept it. But if that's not the case and they need to find a starting Mike linebacker, I think you got to get Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders to get that done. I think the more traditional fit is Jack Campbell, but if the bills wanted to tap into more simulated pressures, Maybe they are satisfied with Drew Sanders, who's a really good rush player and has a ton of upside, but he's a bit raw. I look at another position like interior defensive line. 
where I think the Bills have a significant need, that defensive tackle. And if you'll notice, it's very, very top-heavy. And so I don't think defensive tackle is a position that you can really wait on. And so that's why when I talk about the Bills and needs and what they should do in the first and second round, I'm talking linebacker and defensive tackle because I think the talent cliffs there are pretty significant. I don't think you can really wait and come away with something you're satisfied with. The next thing that I want to mention here is edge. You know that I'm concerned about the Bills' edge rusher situation, but the reality is it is absolutely loaded with talent. Absolutely loaded. There are 15 different players that I have graded in the first three rounds that I think if the Bills get one of them, that'd be great. And so I think edge is a big need, but I don't have as much urgency about it because I think there are reasonable options throughout. Wide receiver. I don't know that there's a ton of premier talent. Like I've mentioned, Jackson Smith and Jigba is a flowers. But after that, there are nine players that I have graded on day two. And oh, by the way, Khalil Shakir, which I had that conversation with you already, where I think he'd be wide receiver seven this year. I'd have him graded higher than Josh Downs. And so I'm willing to kind of wait on receiver. I, I recognize the need at receiver, but I don't have the same level of urgency about it because the board's not telling me I need to, right? This is not to steal a Doug Whaley quote, but one thing that Doug Whaley said all the time that I that really resonated with me was, you let the information make the decision, right? And that's what he's talking about. And I think it's good. I think it's good process to be mindful of this type of stuff because you could sit here and say, the Bills got to get a wide receiver. They got to get a wide receiver in the first round. But then you look at it like this and you realize it paints a different picture. No, they don't have to. It'd be nice if they got one of these guys that makes sense, but look at all these other players that make sense as well. Whereas you don't have those same luxuries at defensive tackle or linebacker, but you do at edge. You can wait there and get a meaningful player. And then tight end. Tight end's another position where I'm super intrigued by another tight end. I'm super intrigued by more 12 personnel, bigger people on the field, less Gabe Davis insert blocking, freeing up Dawson Knox, like all that's super intriguing to me. But I've got seven players graded in the first three rounds here. And historical norms tell you that there's not going to be seven tight ends drafted in the first three rounds. It just doesn't happen. And so you can kind of be patient there with tight end as well. And that's what I love about this horizontal board. I think this really paints the picture of the value. And then from there, how to address your needs in the most logical way based on the crop of prospects that you're staring at. And so I hope that you found this horizontal board useful. Um, and if you haven't seen it before, I hope it makes sense to you. If you have any follow-up questions, be sure to hit me up on Twitter at the Joe Marino. You can shoot me a DM tomorrow. We're going to have a herd mentality. So we're going to dive into a lot of questions. Um, and again, tomorrow night, we're doing the live mock draft simulations on Wednesday. I'm preparing to do a big thought dump for you. I've got some, uh, more specific thoughts, even, even more than what I've shared about the bills and different ideas that I have for them in the draft. And then before we know it, Thursday night's going to be here. The Bills will be adding a hopefully high-quality player to their roster, and hopefully it's one of the players that I've uh, graded in that range. So plenty of Bills and draft discussion coming your way the rest of the week here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that you'll take a moment to make sure you're subscribed. 
If you like what you're seeing here, rate, review, share the podcast. That's always very, very appreciated. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tonight on YouTube and then, of course, tomorrow in your podcast feeds.